Everyday World. This is Mike with Dark Knight Truth Talk, and I'm here with another episode of the podcast. And today I have a very special podcast for you. Um, it's going to be a little longer than 30 minutes, so it's going to be a two-part um, episode. So today I am here with a very, very special guest. Um, this guy um, been my closest friend since 2005. I met him in Tallahassee, Florida um, when I was going to school at Tallahassee Community College. And I want to introduce you this guy right here. Um, his name is Sol- Reggie Solis Dyer. Say what's up to the world. Hey, what's going on, folks? This is Reg or Sol. Most folks in the South call me Solis. Of course, the folks on the East Coast call me Reggie. Um, Mike, um, Big Mike's best friend in the world. <laughs> We've been rocking for about 15 years. Yes, uh, Long time. Sir. I'm glad, happy to be on to the podcast, by the way. I think I'm the first guest, right? First guest. That's awesome. Yes. So with this special um, podcast with this guest, um, I want to do a very interesting topic that we don't see a lot, especially in our community today, which is loyalty. And I feel that loyalty is a very key factor when you're talking about friendship, business, relationships, all the above, and how loyalty could take things farther in life more than what you do today. So with this podcast, I want to talk about how loyalty, friendship could last a lifetime. That's the topic of today's podcast. So, with that said, you know, I introduce myself, Mike. So, introduce yourself to the world. Sure. And so, I just want to start out as far as how did we meet? How did we meet? Where did we meet? And how did we get this whole friendship thing started? Okay, so first thing, since it's your podcast, Big Mike. I want your take on the first day we met each other. Because I've told my story a few times, not for your podcast, but this is your this is your baby. Right. Let me know your thoughts on when we first met and then I'll give the give the world my smile. Alright, so the first time I met Solis, I moved to Tallahassee from Orlando. Um I had a I wanna say a rocky start to my college years at um, Alabama State. So I went back home to Orlando and I wanted to get back to that whole college vibe. So one of my cousins told me about Tallahassee Community College to you know get things back in motion. And I moved up to Tallahassee, um, registered for summer classes. And one of the summer classes I took was, I think, prep math. I forgot what was the actual name of the prep, um, pre-math class that I took. 
So I didn't know nobody. The only people I kind of knew was like a couple of people I went to high school with in Orlando. But they're doing their thing up in Tallahassee at their prospective college. So when I'm going to Tallahassee Community College, I don't know nobody. I'm taking this pre-math class. And I think the first day I came to class, I think I came in and tried to rep my um, my band organization, coming in for fatigues and representing my, you know, organization. And next thing you know, I see this dude, you know, trying to dress fly. Well, he, he is dressing fly and everything. And he saw something in me. We, I didn't know we had math class together. And from that point, um, everything was just rocking from there as far as... I know we took a very challenging math course that, you know, we linked up with other people who was having a little difficulty with these, um, course, with the course, and, you know, we study up. We study me, Solas, another guy, a couple of uh, females, and we just try to get through the math class, and somehow, even though everybody went out and do their little thing after that math class, um, this dude rocked with me afterwards. And after that math class, it was straightforward. All right, so let me give them um, the recap of that because I, I know my memory is a little sharp. So I remember that vividly. That was my first, uh, first class as a student at TCC. TCC is Tallahassee Community College. Um, I did not have the um, enough credits to get into Florida State because my high school grades were piss poor, right? So every all the folks in that class, it was basically high school math. You needed to take two of those courses to get to pass the to, to pass that in order to get um, in order to be able to take college level math. So that's what it was. You know, my of course I served in the military for four years. And um, they still looked at my high school transcripts um, to see if I was ready for college math. Of course, I wasn't. This was part A. There was a part A and a part B of the class. The high school, um, not the high school, but the, the course teacher was Jamaican. And she was very blunt. I remember, I don't remember her name, but she was very blunt. She had a Jamaican accent. Of course, yep. we're in Florida, by the way. And so um, the class was maybe about you know 10 to 15 people, maybe slightly more. I remember that. There was only three boys in the class, three guys, right? Three guys, the rest were girls. Um, the guys, of course, since it was only three, and this is my first college class um, outside the military, because uh, I took some college courses in the military. Um, it was it was me, uh, or uh, well, I should say that um, correctly. It was Mike, uh, a guy named Tobias, and myself. Right. It was it was us three as the only guys in the class, and it was at least ten to fifteen other girls in the class. I do remember that, you know, being a redheaded, you know, uh, not redheaded, but a red-blooded uh, male. <laughs> you see, there was a lot of women taking this uh, same course, also. Right. Uh -huh. I think I even started talking to one of them. I think she had a kid. She had, a, you know, like a three-year-old or whatever. And me and her started, you know, talking a little bit after the, after the class, but. Um, I, I remember Mike, and so this was a, of course, a challenging class for us. And what I was going to do was say, all right, 
Um, I know uh, since I was in the military, I had my own place. So I was like, all right, let me go ahead and invite the boys over so we can study up for this uh, test that they had, right? So um, it was, this was in the summer, matter of fact, summer 2005, I remember that. And how they split the courses up, they split it up into a summer A and a summer B. Remember, uh, I just mentioned that this was yes. summer A, right? So that was in another, I think, six weeks or maybe four weeks, or however, however they divided it. That was going to be a, um, a, a brand new math course that we had to take if we passed this one. So um, each week, they think that she was going to test us on the topics at hand, high school math. All right. So I was like, all right, um, after class or whatever, after school, that's how um, some most people take one or two summer courses uh, for the summer semester at, at TCC. And I was like, hey, you know, sometime in the evening or early afternoon, um, won't you guys come over to my house so we can study up? I know I am terrible at math. I'm trash. Horrible. So I was like, I need all the help I can get, um, which leads into one of the friends that we met and um, that um, Mike's going to talk about. All math. So math kind of linked up multiple friends of mine um, that I still talk to to this day. So um, Mike was in there, Tobias was in there, um, and we, we, we came to my house. I had a little um, kind of dining set, that you know, a little table set, you know, you play spades on or whatever, and we all just opened up our textbooks and tried to study from there. So I had Mike's number, had Tobias's number, and we just linked up. We was like, yo, let's, let's try to pass this course. It ended up being the only class I've ever taken with Mike. So that's, it's crazy how things line up, bro, is that's the only course I've ever, my first and only college course I've ever had with you. And you ended up being one of, if not my best friend, you know, it's definitely from college by, by far, you know, it's, we still talk to this day. We link up, we, we talk weekly. And it ended up being from that one college course. That honestly, I don't even think I passed. And if I passed it, it was probably with a C or something. It was, it was something crazy. Um, but the to to lay that in is I we developed loyalty in that class because there was um, you know I coming from working hospitality, I always went to college with like a, a button down shirt and a tie, something like that. I had my dress slacks on. Um, what I would do is I would it, it, I was working hospitality at the, at the time so I would just come dressed like that I would come in with you know slacks my, my dress shoes like I was either coming coming from working at the front desk or going to working at the front desk and that was kind of my college garb unless I had a day off and I would come in with like regular you know urban gear or whatever so I remember like when I took a when I took a picture with our friend Antonio I had like my blue uh, shirt on, some jazzy tie or whatever like that. You know, get up from like Burlington or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, of course, every all the other college kids, they're wearing, you know, what they want. They were in their urban gear, sneakers, the blah, 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 the athletic gear. And so that kind of set me apart. But also, I was older being on college campus. And I think, Mike, you were too because you yeah. already did college in, in Alabama. Yeah. So this wasn't our first quote-unquote college stint. I was four years older than almost everyone on the campus. Almost, because some people come in to doing college late, um, like I did. So I am 24, 25 on college campus. Um, well, not, I, I won't say that. I was maybe 22, 23. 
um, on the college campus and some folks 18, 19. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm clearly a little older. Like I said, I got my own car because I served in the military. And of course, also had my own place. Like I didn't live with anyone the first year. So, you know, that that link up was was was, was, was kind of cemented our bond, you know, um, from that math course that we were of course struggling. And we kind of grew from there. And you kind of point out something that I was going to get ready to go into is just how we assistance one another and how, you know, you you kind of express how you have some struggle with math. And I have some struggle with math because I'm definitely not a math wizard. So when we help each other in that math course, it helped us get through the math class when we was taking the test. But also, it was a, there's times where I feel like we both help each other out. When we have life situations where always, whether it's moving to a new place, always helping me move, <laughs> or moving out. Because I remember there was a situation where the place I was staying with my cousin, I'm already getting ready to move out, but I had nobody to help me. So I'm like. Hey, Solis, you got any free time? Would you mind helping move my stuff to the new place I'm moving to? Oh, and yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What street did that your cousin live off of? It was a, a small apartment complex. Yeah, we was still... Was that uh, Tennessee? No, that was... It was um, another street, okay. Yeah, it was still on... Um, it was still on Tharp. Tharp, ah, that's what it was. But it was further down. It was further down. It's like a wooden apartment. Ah, okay. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, it was on Tharp. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I remember that day. He helped me out move, the, move my stuff out, but come to find out, the same apartment I'm moving into, I don't know if you already moved in that apartment or you getting ready to move in that apartment. I don't. I don't know. I, I know I lived in Berkshire twice. That was when I had yeah, my own place. Yeah, that's when I met you. And then I moved back into it the year three. Okay. Of being there. Right. Um. And then. The second year was Village on Tharp, and that's where yeah. I lived with Dan, Joe, yeah. uh, the other dude, uh, what's his name, uh, King, uh, forgot his real name, but. Uh, yeah. And so from that, it was always, we always assisted each other, whether it's, you know, helping moving each other and yeah. stuff, or, you know. My boys help me move every year, and that's the thing, too. I didn't sit down. Now, looking back at it, I should have kept my. A single apartment. <laughs> I should have kept my single apartment that I lived in Berkshire, like that, that, I, that I met Chandra in and uh, everything else like that. I should have just kept it all four years that I was there. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> I did not do that like a fool. What um, was the yeah. apartment that you, that I guess you were moving from when I came to Tallahassee and then um, I had your bed. No, what was it? I had something, but you had your bed on top of your. And it flew off. We yeah. Was going, we was going down dark. I yeah. remember that day. My yeah. dad, that bed been through it a lot, including landing on the street when it when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was on top of the exploring and felt yeah. like, Okay, yeah. I, we, I was moving back to Village. No, I, I think I was moving from the solo apartment. Okay. And we had to take the back roads to get down to Berkshire, where I'm, where me and Antonio had the place. Right. In the, the, the two bedroom in Berkshire. That's that's where it had to be. Okay. Yeah, because my my journey was living in Berkshire Manor, and then from Berkshire Manor, all my friends lived in Village on Dark. 
before they think because it's now not Village on Tharp. They changed the name, by the way. All the time. Yeah, all the time. But at the time we lived there, it was Village on Tharp. And that was like the hood of college places. Like it was all college students that lived there. It was it was college housing, but it wasn't as like fancy as like the Florida State ones. Um, but like you had, you had a mix of some family students that that that, um, that uh, lived there, and it was just it was a, it was a good environment of um, you know college students. Village on Tharp, and it, it had um, it had college style uh, setting where there was like four bedrooms in a in a common living area. Um, some places had three, like I think you lived in three. Yeah, um, I lived in a four, and I remember this was of course 2006, um, going into 2007. Um, it was 315 a month, which is super stupid cheap. But of course, you had to share that space with three other people. Um, so um, Dan was actually funny. Funny, I I was looking at the, at the place and. Dan interviewed me because he was always home because he was the maintenance man, basically. Dan was the maintenance man that lived there, um, worked in the apartment complex. He worked at that apartment complex or somewhere place or someplace else. And he interviewed me to see if I would be a good roommate. And we started talking about PSO um, for hours. It was weird. Um, and that's what had me move in to where Dan lived in the vacant apartment. He was, of course, having issues with the young, you know, folks because it's a it's a party party community basically. Um, and I was a little older, and we we we, we connected uh, with PSO because that was the RPG I was playing at the time. And I ended up missing my my my, my afternoon class because I was stupid and took like an evening class like a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> now, I want to speak on something that I feel like kind of helped me more than I helped you, but the one thing I remember a lot in the beginning years was we had a lot of good times, but we also had bad moments where, you know, we was down, I want to say we was down on our lucks, but also down with our hearts. A couple breakups, um, a couple firings, a couple shifting around with jobs and jobs. And I know, you know, you was always, especially I want to say, um, I ain't gonna say no names, but I feel like when I introduced Solas, somebody I was talking to who I felt like was gonna be a potential, um, that was like the first time I ever introduced him to uh, a woman who I was talking to at the time. And the crazy thing about it is, I actually still that I still got that picture on my Facebook. Like one of them from collages. I took the picture. No, somebody else took the picture. Oh, he was oh. in the picture. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It was, it was you. Uh, I guess a, a friend of yours that was like in the service. Vanessa, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like okay. very light skinned glasses. Y'all came to my party. Yes. But this is when I was living um, Berkshire the first time in my own apartment. I had, I had a couple I had a couple of parties there. Um, yeah. You and C came down. I guess we won't say her name. Yeah. UNC came down and then Vanessa popped up and we all took the picture. Wow, it was it was in the kitchen. Because the kitchen had its own door. Yeah, it was two doors too in that apartment. It was the front door and then the kitchen had its door to where you could just leave out the kitchen. And that's where the picture was taken. Yeah. Wow, I haven't seen that picture in 15 years. Funny. <laughs> oh, yep, that's the picture right there. Wow. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, like, we got shot a picture. That's, that's, that's the picture right there. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So you see, I remembered it, right? Yep. But you know, it was just he was there when I got my heart broken. You know, you know. Oh, and vice versa too. Yeah. You was there with S with my ass. <laughs> yeah. He was there. My boy see me get beat down um, from that. Um, a lot of domestic violence happening there. Um, you know, they 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 see that. They see me get through that. Um, you know, stops and downs with that. Um, so getting, getting with, with my C, um, you know, with that, you've seen that. And I think you also met T, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So I remember that too. So we got the, the ex girlfriends uh, named initials. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that was um, ups and downs so with, with the jobs you mentioned, jobs too. Yeah. Um, I know you was going from, from Greyhound to Target. Um, me, I, I got fired from Ramada. Um, I, I remember that because that was the job I had when I first moved to Tallahassee. And that's the job I was working either, you know, three to 11 shift. Sometimes I would do the seven to three shift. Um, and I got let go from that. And then I had to, um, uh, it took me like, uh, maybe three, two or three months to find another job. So I was just living off of my GI bill, um, which luckily helped me out, but it was a lot of bad food I was doing. I was doing TV dinners, matter of fact, when I got let go from Ramada, um, and I didn't find because they let me go in, I think, October. And I didn't find something until like mid-January. And that's when I started working at the Holiday Inn Select, where I met my homie Danielle. So you get loyalty. You know, you, you got your friends that'll do anything for you, you know, and, and vice versa. You know, Mike's... Um, come down here to help me, you know, rearrange the place or, you know, I go through a breakup with another team, <laughs> you know, um, that I caused that breakup. And then he was able to have to say, hey, look, once you get in the gym, you know, you can still pick yourself up. Life ain't over. To me, life was over. You know what I mean? So things like that. We him, him would see with, you know, yeah. with that, you know, I had to get him through that. You know, what I mean? he had to get me in years later. He paid me back getting me through my breakups, you know. We, we, that's what friends do, you know, real friends help you through your tough moments and also can be able to be there to, to genuinely, you know, congratulate you on your accomplishments. Real talk. So with the accomplishments and the grinding that we've been doing, I want to speak on the hustle because would you transition from the Ramada and go to, to the Holiday Inn, and you have some other type of other stuff going on that you're going on that grind and everything. And I don't think what a lot of people don't understand is when whether it's one is up or one is down, we're always trying to lift each other up when it comes to the hustle, to the grind. And I know there's times where even if I didn't have enough or I didn't have any at all to help like pay the phone bill, you will always come through. I know through. you remember that one. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, we, we've had talks like this, so get, to give you guys kind of a frame of reference, uh, Mike and myself, we would always have these type of talks. Uh, it'll be late at night. He'll come off work. He'll say, hey, Reg, your soul, you know, because he calls me soul, which is no problem with that. What you doing? I'm, I'm here chilling, maybe playing a game or whatever. 
Um, and he was like, yo, can I come through? Yeah, we come through. He said, oh, I'm coming through. We'll just sit outside on the step, the village of Dark, and talk for hours. And we just rap, you know what I mean? Mike will wrap you up. <laughs> so my friends know that here. I said, like, Mike will wrap you up. But that's what, what we built the friendship off of, you know yeah. what I'm saying, is talking. So think about it. Mike had a friend in me. I didn't say much, um, but I was always a ear. And I learned that in the Air Force, too. Sometimes you don't got to talk all the time. Sometimes you could be a, a great friend just by listening. And Mike did most of the talking. Mike rap, you know, and so he'd be talking my ear off, but I was always there to listen. And so what happens with that? Remember, you're building stages of loyalty within friends. There, there's, there's girls out here, there's guys out here that got people that sometimes they just need to vent to. Your real friends will understand that. There's times when Mike calls and I'm busy or whatever. I'm like, all right, man, I know that's going to be an hour or two talk. But as other times there too, it's like he may be, he may need to get something off his chest. I may, um, maybe, now it doesn't happen too much, but I may need, maybe need to get something off my chest. And we'll, we'll rap um, to each other. And that's what we do. We, we'll talk late nights after work, yep. just talking. And that's what builds the loyalty bonds that we have today. You know, he's Haitian, I'm Panamanian, right? Facts. Both, or I'm born here. I think you're born here too, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, both born in America. Uh, first generation, of course, American, but our, our parents are, his is Haitian, mine is Panamanian, right? And we linked off one class, one fluky class, really. Because if, 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 the, if the tides had changed on anything else, he would have been in college math or I would have been in college math and we never would have linked. Yep. We met in that one class and you ended up having a bond that lasted 15 years and it's going to last clearly through life. Now, here's the thing yeah. that, you know, I kind of spoke to you a little bit that um, I wrote down, especially with that that bond, that connection. I want to talk a little bit more about that hustle too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, no, 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 let's, let's talk about that. You know, like I said, um, we always grinding for where we trying to get, whether it's, you know, a higher end promotions, getting that money. We always hustle. Even if we didn't have much, we're always finding something to do to get that grind. And, you know, with me not having a car back then and just whether I'm walking or taking a bus and everything, you will always see me constantly no excuses. No excuses. I'm telling you, folks that tune in to the Dark Knight Truth podcast, right? Truth Talk. The main reason Mike is one of my loyal best friends is because of his hustle, right? Disclaimer. I only moved to Tallahassee to play football. And it was hard going to TCC because I wanted to go right into Florida State. I wanted to maximize my opportunity to, to make it to the football team, right? That's the only reason I'm there. I could have went to the University of Miami. It's a better climate. Tallahassee gets cold. <laughs> if folks up here don't know that, it's 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 called Lower Alabama for a reason. That shit gets cold. And there's no beach in Tallahassee. It's not like Panama City where there's a beach and shit. Right. It's not. <laughs> it gets cold. There's no beach. You gotta, um, I think, what was the beach called down there? I took, I took S down there one time to or whatever. You had to go down to the Panhandle to go down to the beach. Uh, Panama? Yeah. Uh, Panama City? No, 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 oh. not that. It was another island or whatever. You, I think you was about to say it or whatever. It'll come back to me. But 
you had to travel by 45 minutes to an hour to get to the beach. <laughs> Pensacola? No, it wasn't Pensacola. It was like a southern beach or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but anyway. Um, anyway, so what made Mike become a lifelong friend is his hustle. I, I saw him, you know, hustle to try to get in like a bed, get a couch, get things for the place when he, when he, when he got his place again in Village of Thark um, with Jessica. Shout out to Jay. Um, and I saw that, you know, um, I saw him move and try to make moves with uh, to get different things that he didn't have, don't have, don't have the money to have, <clears throat> and that's what the hustle that I needed to try to make this football team as a walk-on. There was no scholarship, you know. There was me saying, "All right, I'm trying to get my mom a house." To me, my quickest route to get the house is to make that football team, make some plays, make something shake, and maybe you know get into you know the arena league or the NFL something. I wanted to get out of the struggle. Most kids want to, right? And I went to college with that goal in mind. So imagine having a friend who's about his hustle, that that knows, you know, the, the first generation American immigrant type of mindset you got to have. Our parents don't have much. Let's try to make something shake to get something. And I saw that within Mike. That's what made us tight throughout everything. I, I noticed one thing is Mike's not going to be lazy, even to this day making things shake i start streaming boom he says okay let me let me look into that i play games too let me make something happen here boom he's starting to stream and he's taking it to different levels moving to play football i mean to, to wrestle that's the same type of mindset i have when i moved to tallahassee to play football you, your friends are um what they what they say like uh fractions or figments of what you really are whether you like it or not and i got my motivation in my downtimes from seeing his motivation through through the struggle you know and little things like that all of that makes a bond for friendships for life and you know what the, the best thing about the friendship is how we connect with other people who we didn't know and they become a part of our circle so the one thing I know that became a big factor in both of our lives is how we linked up with other people who we didn't know, but they became long jeopardy friends. And I remember introducing, and the funny thing is, since you mentioned her name, um, big out to um, Jessica Diggs, uh, one of my closest friends who I met at Alabama State. That's the homie. The crazy thing is you met Jessica the same time that I met S. Wow. Okay. <laughs> because because yeah. um, That's crazy. Because remember yeah. when you was talking to S at the time we was actually you was actually out on a dinner date. <laughs> wow. And wow, yeah, okay. like I'm I'm shocked with memory too at times. So when I met S, that was the first time you met Jessica. Wow. Wow. I remember yeah. I remember taking her out on something. I didn't know that I ran into y'all. Right. Totally different. And so wow. that was wow. the first and that's the first time I met her. Wow. And y'all still tight to this day. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy bonds like that, right? So we had a little nerdy little gaming not i can't say gaming but a little a ner nerdy little click right 
Jay, you know, Jessica is, of course, a part of that. S, of course, and Mike is still contacted to, of course, that's one of my exes. Um, it was S who introduced me to Antonio. She knew I was struggling with math. And she was like, yo, I got a friend who's gifted at math. Like, literally, he's gifted at math. Let me introduce you to him. And so me and her are talking at this time, right? And um, she takes me to, of course, we both at TCC. And we go up um, the, the second floor. Because TCC had a first floor and a second floor in certain buildings. And he was up there. We, we introduced or whatever like that. We end up, <laughs> He ended up being Panamanian too. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shoot. And um, and we, we, we clipped. And what, what, basically what it was is I had to get on his schedule so he can kind of tutor me so I can be able to pass the math class because he can get math just like that. That's his thing. Matter of fact, his major is math, <laughs> which is crazy. So I would never major in something like that. But it was that link. Yeah. I'm still tight with, um, with with Jessica. Jessica came down to Antonio's uh, wedding. <laughs> we was right there like, you know, like we never met. But you know, the you know? funny thing yeah. is going in that perspective, mm -hmm. so there was a time I was already moving. I was already living in Orlando. Um, Jessica settling in Tallahassee. There was a time where I felt like, yeah, I'm going to move to Tallahassee. So me and her looking for apartments. That's when we linked up with you. You was living at Berkshire, but that was the same day that I got introduced to Antonio. Wow. Okay. You okay. know, we went out like we were doing something. We came back to your place, mm -hmm. Antonio doing Antonio things. Yes. <laughs> and um, no, that, yeah, okay, that was um, that was that was a couple years after, because that's because of course that was like the fourth year. Yeah, right. when you came back, he yep. had L in the place. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. hilarious. Also, shout out, rest in peace, to my homie Michelle, because Michelle was also with us. Yes. I remember that too. And shout out to Michelle. Um, she, of course, passed away, I think, in 2008, if I'm not mistaken. It was a car accident. Um, the homie from Maryland. It was crazy. Meeting someone from Maryland where I live currently, um, being down there in Tallahassee, she was real game tight. I know a couple of my, my folks wanted me to get together with her. Um, we was always tight, always platonic. Um, she was with us, matter of fact, that day. Yeah. So shout out to Michelle. Shout out to her kids. Um, miss you every day. Um, she was a part of the crew. Um, yeah. And, you know, and from the moment that I moved back to Tallahassee in 2009, because, like I said, I lived in Tallahassee for a couple of years. That was a funny day. <laughs> moved back to Orlando, Florida, where I'm from, and then moved back to Tallahassee in 2009. That's when... You know, Soto's living at Brookshire. Me and Jessica decided that we're going to live in Brookshire too. Mm -hmm. But that's when I met Antonio. And then I met another dude that was a part of the um, the fraction, which is David. Yeah. This guy named David who yeah. went to Florida State yeah. to the um, National Guard. Yeah. And we still, we still cool to this day. Still cool. Yeah. And David's like a professional poker player, by the way. Yes. Um, I think he's still serving as like a lieutenant. He might be a captain now. Shout out to Dave um, being in there. Um, he was Antonio's boy. Um, also, shout out to uh, Sam Alpha too. 
another one of Antonio's friends, stayed with us for a little while. We was living in Berkshire. I haven't seen you in a couple of years, but if you see the video when it goes up to the Facebook, shout out to you, Sam, the assistant to Alphas. Um, but yeah, Dave, one of the crew. You know what I mean? And it's just so crazy how how me and Souls met in 2005, but branched out with other friends from my from my side yeah. and his and side. side. Yeah. We didn't even know none of these people. Nope. I didn't know somehow, Dave, Antonio, I didn't know Jess until you introduced. Y'all didn't know Sean, you know, S, sorry. <laughs> you know? Didn't know S. Yeah. And next thing you know, um, it just, that became the crew. Mm -hmm. That became the crew became for, the crew, yeah. you know, and it's just crazy how two guys met from a class and end up meeting other people who end up helping each other out one way or another. Different ways, yep. In different ways. In different ways. It was crazy. Funny, funny story too. Is uh two things I, I wanted to talk about with that. <laughs> funny stuff. Antonio's uh or I guess it's ex-fiance now or um, ex no ex-wife. Yeah. Antonio's ex-wife now met her best friend and me. <laughs> when I was coming down to Florida. <laughs> and they became best friends. <laughs> so that's how it was. That's College life was always like that. I meet a you know, chick in Florida. I'm going down there to see what's good. And it's in the same city that my boy Antonio was in. He's dating his, 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 his girlfriend at the time. And uh, his girlfriend and the chick who I, you know, who I was trying to talk to in Lincoln because it's the same city. Um, and they end up, I think they both were Jamaican, matter of fact, their parents are Jamaican, and they end up being best friends. And that's how it kind of was. It was like the whole little circle, even if certain parts don't talk to it, we still would branch off and you'll get like lifetime friends from that. Even if certain situations, the original situations didn't work out, yeah. you know, and, and that's kind of how it, like I said, it happened with Antonio's um, ex-wife and the, the chick who I was talking to, they end up being tight. She was in the bridal party, you know what I mean? Something like that. So, look, things like that, you know, it was always happening like that, yeah. you know? And speaking of, because one of the things that we talked about almost on a daily basis, whether it's in person or on the phone, is um, relationships. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we both had good relationships, bad relationships, bad um, relationships that kind of like kind of like deteriorate um, from one situation from another, but it was always like, we always, like you never hear a lot among men that talk about their I, I won't say sensitive side, but just the idea of two grown men is talking about girl issues, you know. You hear a lot with women talk about boys issue or, or their boyfriend doing this and this, but you really never really hear especially back in them days that guys could talk about their feelings about relationships whether they're single or they're going through with a relationship that they're dealing with and i know like i said the person who i introduced him who broke my heart you know it was i was happy that i could say i could talk to another guy about this heartbreak and ever since then, you know, we always kind of figure out 
what is it that what women want or what the things that we need to do to better ourselves to say we're a good cash willow woman but it was always we always find topics and situations about talking about relationships but the one interesting thing that I could say that Solus has been honestly I want to say before anyone else is the fact if I'm telling him about a woman who I'm talking to or who I'm dating and somewhere down the line me and that person click he actually been the first guy that actually I introduced someone like, hey, this is a girl who I'm talking to, whether I'm meeting this person from a dating site or whatever be the case. So for me not to sound too crazy about where I'm meeting these women that he got to see, if not all the women who I eventually met and did things, he got to see them firsthand. You know, from the E that I met and then um, one of my exes that I dated from North Carolina, um, China, he got to see her, even though I'm telling her, telling him all the crazy things about her, hood chick, smoking weed, and he know I'm not that type of person. But he got to see her to be like, we was a, we was a match. And of course, Mike was that you were able to see the girls who I dated in Tallahassee straight up. So if you had someone that was out of town, like see, um, you know, you, you're you're able to see my C, you're able to see S, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, two X's um, and things like that. Even the ones that came down from here, from Maryland. And so, you know, um, it was it was that type of friendship where we didn't kick each other when we were down, and we also able to give people that advice too when they need it. You know what I mean? Hey, you're doing this. You pick yourself up. You know, you can do this a little better. You know, what, what's your thoughts on this? It, you know, things like that. You know, uh, you know, typical guy talk, but always trying to, you know, learn from your mistakes. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's a, that's a that's a big part of loyalty, too, is having you don't you don't have a yes man around you. And that's the thing that just because I say Mike is loyal. He's not a yes man. He'll be like, no, nah, I, I think you're doing this wrong, bro. You know, but that's the also a dude that, you know, he'll slam a person down for me too. Okay, hey, I, you know, this dude messing with me or whatever, I big Mike on coming. Boom, handle that. So you get the the duality of loyalty and friendships is, is that, you know what I mean? I'm going to help him out. He mentioned, like I said, paying the phone bill. I had the money at the time. Hey, we need to get your phone on. We talk damn near every night. You know what I mean? Well, that's my man. It's like, I'm, you don't got to pay that back. It's, it's cool. You know, we're, we're one. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? Like, uh, of course, I'm going to handle that. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You know, you see me down losing a job and having to, you know, eat TV dinners for three months. And that was the true story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you see me, you know, be down with that. You know, the loss of girlfriend, me crying in the corner like I'm freaking marijuana's or Paul Thomas. He's seen that. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you know, emotional ass Leo. That's me. You know, so, you know, he's seen all that. So if he's down from, you know, the, the North Carolina joint not working out, all right, I'm, I'm going to be there to listen to what, what he's going through. Or he mentioned the online dating things. A lot of them things didn't work out, of course. You know, I'm going to be able to listen to what's going on, you know. And, and he did the same thing for me when I was going through my relationships in college. Well, you also got to see my happy side when I actually was in these type of relationships at the time. And I think, you know, for me, I would say 
I want to say the proudest moment that you really got to see me smile is when my crazy ex-girlfriend, um, China. No from, names, no names. We oh, I ain't saying her real name. Okay. You know, you can say China about any anyone can say like China. Yeah. So the fact that you was able to see my my smiling, mm-hmm. you know, just the fact that this person um, came down to Carolina. For Christmas, you. yeah, yeah, that's man. big. That's big. You know, yeah, and you seen, you know, we're taking these little nice pictures or whatever, and, that and that's was, what you wanted. That's what you wanted. Yeah, you know, we would talk about that. Like, you know, there's, it should be a renaissance coming soon. I'll say that of guys that want the relationship. You know. Uh, yeah, so and I, you've always been that since 2005. So her taking the risk to be able to come down, and that that made you happy because that's big. You know, it, it's a lot of women. I'm not going. You don't say females here. Um, it's women. Um, they're afraid to take that risk. They should feel the guy should be able to take that risk. So, you know, us putting our kind of heart on the sleeve is a risk, especially for guys. You know, we, we a lot of us are not raised like that. But for her making that risk to be able to come on down says a lot, you know, because normally we're the ones to go to, you know what I mean? Um, and, and so on and so forth. So um, that that put a lot of smiling on, on, on your heart. And I was I was happy I was there to see it. You know, it, you know, nothing, nothing's forever, but definitely you know, it, it showed that something that you wanted could be could be attained. Now, one of the biggest thing also that you got to see as well is you know and, and again like you said when i explain situations about online dating and all whether i'm talking to my cousin or other friends or colleagues they ask me like where do you meet these women like like how all this happens so they think i'm the crazy one when i say all these crazy stuff that's happening but I remember a time that I'm talking to a girl, to a woman that's live in Maryland, in Baltimore, and we were, we were getting ready to meet. But since I'm coming to Maryland, I'm like, okay, bet. Let me see my boy before I see this woman. And I told him how this thing gonna go down. I'm going to Baltimore and everything but the one thing that he did for me that he had to but he did anyway was he was you know talking to a woman himself and since I'm meeting somebody in Baltimore he was like he gonna take his woman out on a lunch date in Baltimore while I'm meeting this person so we all we all (laughs) drive up to Baltimore from DC, from the south, from the southern side of Maryland, True. and he doing his thing, True. but I'm also meeting the person up in Baltimore. You know, and that's real friendship to say, "Hey, I got your back." You ain't got to spend the money to ride the train or whatever from DC to Baltimore. Nah, I'm gonna do my thing, and you gonna meet the woman. And, and, and then on top of that, with all the crazy talk and this and this and this, he knows 
I have particular types of women that I talk to. So when he got to see the woman that I'm talking to online, I don't lie. He he see I don't lie of the women that I might be attracted to. But the biggest thing is he got to see firsthand that I, I don't beat strags or people who <laughs> I don't you know I don't think I, I don't see myself clicking with. He see that I pick very you know proper proper dress you know proper standards type of women and he got to see that firsthand you know I brought her to the table me and him and you know he got to see like I ain't crazy yeah I don't crazy I'm not crazy of the women who I be online and again people might have they say so because they only going by the words that I'm telling them as well as the pictures no he got to see the pictures and the person herself even though things didn't go as is afterwards but the fact that anytime I could tell you though true it wasn't me nah <laughs> but even though not, not on this one maybe some others <laughs> even though I could say all the crazy stories about who I be online, at least he could see firsthand that the people who I meet, he know I'm I'm about that business. So again, it's, you can say a lot of stuff to people; they can only go by what you tell them. Yeah. But he got to see firsthand majority each and every woman that I tell him who I'm talking to. keep that person um woman or man in your corner and, and that showed me like i said i never actually used the little ticket and traveled on the disney world never but that showed me the character that mike was and i'm sure people out there have high character friends in their circle and if you don't today could be a good day for you to make sure you get some high character friends in your circle it's not about you know the glitz and glam that's that's not what Mike about. That's well, I, my Leo ass, maybe a little bit what I'm about, but that the friendship was never built on that. Yeah. His hustle and his loyalty, those were the two things, and that was an example right there. He didn't have to share that with me, but he did, you know. And if if I actually had some time to break and travel on down to South Florida to actually use that in Orlando, I would have, and it, and it, it would have been me going to Disney World, living out a dream. But he, he, he presented the opportunity for me to do that just because he was my friend. And that's that's one of the many things. It wasn't the reason why I did what I did for Mike, but that's showing you the character that he is. And um, just even um, touch on that, you know, I always feel like with me understanding the, the prices back then and now, you know, not everybody in life have the opportunity to go to the theme parks. Facts. See me, theme parks. You lived in Orlando, so it was it was there. Yeah, but also I worked at them. So it's like I've already experienced everything. So the fact that, you know, 
for someone that I feel like I was close to, you know, have your little fun. Yeah. See what Disney World is, the hype, the talk is all about and everything because not everybody, even if you live in Orlando, have the opportunity to go to uh, Walt Disney World. And I feel like, yo, have your fun. Do your thing. You know, I did my thing. You should too. Yeah. You know, not everybody could say they experienced Disney World or Disneyland one time. And that's how I feel. You know, I always want to feel like if I could do something to show my friends, you know, have a little fun or whatever, the way I do did. That. Exactly. You would yeah. do that. Definitely. And you would do that. I remember when we traveled to South Florida and um, maybe we were like 30 minutes or so from your mom and we was down there. We was at Dave's house. I was posted to Dave's house. Dave got a nice house, by the way. His, his parents' house. I was in that mom. It's chilling. And we saw Antonio's mom and things like that and you had mentioned um, it's been a it's been a little while since you've seen your mom, and I was like, "Dude, we're in South Florida. Let's go, let's yeah. go." And it ended up being the only time I met your mom, right? And I'm so glad because you you didn't ask for us to go. You just mentioned that she lived in that vicinity. Yeah. Um, we were at Dave's house. We were we weren't down there to do that, by the way. We were just down, just chilling. Definitely see Antonio's mom. Um, see Dave's folks. Weekend. Yeah, I think it was like that, right? Because we did go to Miami. We saw Rick Ross um, in the Corvette. And I was like, nah, dude, what are you talking about? We, we saw Dave's peeps. Because I, I don't know if we did Dave's mom. I know, I, I know I met his father. I um, mean, maybe like an uncle or a cousin or something. Yeah. Definitely Antonio's mom. And we was like, we, we just saw both of them family. You know, we all drove down together, by the way. I know. I think Antonio had his car. He drove his car, um, I think. Um, and then we took mine, or or maybe we all hopped in the explorer and just went down there, whatever. Um, and then I was like, nah, we gotta go see your folks. Like, what are you talking about? And we ended up, like I said, coming to, you know, it was in the hood. Uh, I don't know which, what the hood was called, but I remember I the jubilation. Say the, uh, like the Haiti version. Haiti. Yeah, the little Haiti oh, of Fort Lauderdale. There you go. Oh, yeah, it was a little Haiti in Fort Lauderdale. It was a little Haiti in Miami when I was there. But listen. The jubilation on his mom's face warmed my heart. That made the entire trip, the whole nine-hour trip to get down there worthwhile. One, one I like driving, so I'm always taking yeah. my folks anywhere. I was in the military taking the girls places. I was in, you know, at the, the college life taking my boys places. I like to drive. And the jubilation on mom's face, rest in peace, moms, was everything. She was, first of all, so happy to see her son. And I don't know how long it's been at that moment in time that y'all didn't see each other. But me and you know, your moms, the laughing between Antonio and your cousin, you know, we took pictures and everything. She she toured us through the, the, the hood, you know what I'm saying? Where she was, with, like, she was she an OG. And that's what it was. She was an OG introducing, saying, this is my son, you know, and his friends. You know what I'm saying? We trailing behind and everything and we, we seeing all the folks, you know, real, real shit, real hood shit going on. And they, but moms was so happy to see her son come back. It was like the native son return. Yep. Those are little things. How are we gonna be in South Florida and not go see your folks? You know what I mean? Yep. Little things like that, man. That's the little things you do for your friends. And this is not like bragging or anything. I would want my friends to do that for me too. 
And Mike's done that too. Come down from New York and help me move these logs in the backyard. And Mike would do that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And speaking of growth. Yeah. It's all growth, man. We, Good segue. You know, we we did a lot of we did a lot of dumb shit. Oh yeah. And we went through dumb shit. But the one thing is we learn from a lot of immature mistakes. Yeah. And we grow, not just mentally and physically, but also, you know, I would say one of the big steps that I, I see, you know, Solas have done is grow from where he was at the job he was doing to end up, was it a city job that you were working with? In Tallahassee? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was working with the city of Tallahassee doing GIS. Um, shout out to Dave Nichols and all the folks over there that gave me my first uh, job um, when I graduated college at Florida State. Um, shout out to them. And I took that to, now I'm a project manager here in D.C. Doing utilities, same thing. So that first job out of college kind of worked and now that's the career. Because yeah, the thing that I feel like, you know, not too many people do is help each other grow from where we was before to what we could become today and tomorrow. You know, you could honestly say, yeah, you got people that do the same old shit and just live life and everything. But no, you saw something in me that you want me to grow to be something just like you. You know, and I think one of the things that you know, I introduced you to see my growth was the fact that, you know, like I said, I went from Tallahassee back home to Orlando. But one of the things he got to see, because remember, he saw me struggling trying to get to work and everything because I ain't had a car. But I could I remember how he was excited that one, I had a car, but two, the fact that I think it was the same explored some somewhat similar than what he had because he had an explorer I, it wasn't th- something that i thought of you know match with him i just like i like big bodies so Same when man. i had my explorer <laughs> and he got to see it you know he, he starts seeing my growth but also the same thing with the fact that i came to an apartment with nothing but he see me Grinding, hustle to get. Hustle to to get. Something. And he exactly. saw that growth from yes. having nothing from to having something. something. Exactly. A lot of people say started from nothing. No, you started from nothing, and you nothing. made a way. You yes. made a way, bro. Like, hey, listen. I need more friends with ambition. By the way, I need more friends with ambition. But I do got some solid ones, and one of them is Mike. Let me tell you, that rubs off on you. Like my my, my, my man's Keenan, shout out to Keenan, might make view the video. He taught me how to smile, legit, because I was an angry little kid coming up from, from Oxnell, right? Didn't have a reason to, you know what I'm saying? I was shielded from a lot of shit happening in South Key Facts. Shout out to the South Key folks. Um, but I was still angry, like going to the Air Force and, and, and leaving the area that I knew, right? So Keenan taught me how to smile and, and what that was. Mike told me to, to stay focused on what I needed to do because he was focused on what he needed to do. 
you know, there's so many people gonna tell you you can't fucking walk on the borders. They fuck you talking about. Stay in the military, be comfortable. No, comfortable wasn't gonna get mama's house. Check it out, she's fucking got a house. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you gotta go ahead and, and make moves and have friends around you that's gonna motivate you. So when you talk about growth, it's full circle. He saw me streaming right before COVID started, right? And COVID was a good year for streaming, by the way, because <laughs> people was home to watch. Yep. Now, coming into 2021, he started streaming. I, I, I was showing the blueprint saying, yo, you can play your game, make it a little show, you can make money off of it. I got paid off Twitch, you know, a couple of checks. You know what I mean? When it comes in, it's like, oh, shoot. Is it a lot? No. But money comes in, you build it, it'll grow. You can get paid from doing something on Twitch. It does not have to be video games. You could be doing car carpentry stuff. My man Mike, you know, a little, little Mike or whatever. You could be doing a, a bunch of different things. You can get paid for people watching you. And I showed him that. Also, real quick, before you get, before you hop in, before you hop in, the next thing too, when we talk about growth, we talk about growth is him moving up here to play, to, 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 to do wrestling following dreams he saw me moving to Tallahassee to follow my dream I always would tell my friends I'm only here to play football I'm not trying to get caught up in the you know the the, the raw raw that's why I was in relationships all through college I wasn't trying to get caught up you know caught up with a stag <laughs> I swear I wasn't you know what I mean changes an adult but <laughs> but back then no I was the relationship type and I wasn't trying to get caught up because I knew I was down there to do one thing so when he said, I'm moving to New York to wrestle, I said, yo, how am I going to tell you to uh, no, to not to, to not do that? You saw me move to a, a state that I wasn't used to, to pursue my dream. You got to have friends out there that still got uh, their eyes focused on dreams because it's going to motivate you to do different things. My man was in the, uh, the, the crypto. And I'm like, yo, if Mike getting into crypto, I got to get into it trying to tell you you know look you, you got to have friends around you that's setting the blueprint of how you can progress further you never know if you if you motivate them shout out to my boy Kamal. Wow. you know what i mean i motivated him to, to, to do his community college and he graduated you know what i mean but mike pursue that dream you love wrestling you can do it you can you can you can create a personality he would come down here me and uh sonia was in here and he was he was testing out his promo that's what's up. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be able to do those things. Have friends around you that's also vulnerable enough to show you what they're really trying to do, their dreams. That's a big thing, too. You can be vulnerable around your real friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, one of the things, one of the big things that you touched on is how, and I'm going to be real, and I think I even um, told you this, is when you saw an opportunity to grow, the growth was to come back home to where you're from, from the DC area, and that's what you did. Yeah. Well, and, it was hard. And, you know, one of the things about, you know, especially with France is, you know, there's going to be times where people fall off because of different things. Some people, jobs, marriage, children, whatever be the case. And knowing that he's moving out to D.C. and I'm still stuck in Florida, I didn't know 
what was our friendship will be. Of course, we'd be tight, but the fact that he's doing his thing in D.C., I don't know. Well, I know there was a tipping stone on my life where it's like, I need to get things right with myself, and I need to grow for myself. So I took the leap of faith to move out of Tallahassee, Florida, to move up north to the New York area to pursue um, a wrestling career. Mm -hmm. But even with me doing all that, we still tight. We still talking on the phone. But it was another thing where first time ever, really, first time ever, and it was somewhere, I would say, back 2015, I won't say 2015, 2016, where um, I actually, actually first came to D.C. and see where he live in and all the scopes of DC met moms moms and everything and it just showed that no matter how how much of a distance we was we would still find ways to still stay in contact just like the days in Tallahassee and you know we don't see each other often but we still find ways to always keep in contact and that's one of the things that made the, making this podcast special because you know I managed to come down to DC a whole bunch of time after the first time yeah sure but the fact that no matter how much of a distance your friends may be you always find ways to come together and the one thing that you know I got good friends throughout my life, but when I really thought, and you know, I'm gonna put this out here, and there's no shades to to anyone, but I really wish I could have had the people who I was real close with in the high school days. I really wish it could be the same way as I met Salter because you know, it's a long, it's a longer history. It's a longer history. 20 years, 20, 20 plus years by high school. That's how I get you. You know, some people, some of the people who I knew from high school, I went to elementary school with, but the friendship hasn't been tight be after a situation or whatever be the case of moving. This dude moved back to DC and still rock with me, even though. I might be struggling, I might be hurting in Tallahassee, but when I move up to New York, he's still rocking with me, still talking with me. Like, we're still doing our thing when we was, like how we was at the apartment complex at the village on Tharp in Tallahassee. Right, you were young. (laughs) Younger than college, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't see a lot of that when it comes to friendship, especially when you're talking about 10 plus years of, of friendships. Some friendships die after careers, like a career, marriage, kids, you know. It's people I gotta connect back with, um, like my man Dan, you know, um, and that's me not following up and, and getting in contact with Dan, cause I know Dan reached out a couple of times, shout out to Big Dan, shout out to Dion the son, he's doing his thing with the rap and everything. It's people I need to contact with, you know, the same way I'm always in contact with you, Mike, you know, and that's me, you know, not me battling my insecurities because I got a ton of them. 
you know, I feel like I'm not at a place where I need to be. And so I fall off with contacting my folks who held me down when I wasn't, when I was just a college student. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, this is a lesson. This, matter of fact, this podcast is two things. It's a lesson to me. One, in um, what Mike just said about me having to connect with people that held me down. Like I said, like a day. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, you folks, uh, other other than that, um, who, I, who I connected with in the college scene, who I, I feel is family. It is me, you know, me falling off. And then the second thing, too, Mike beat me to the punch with a podcast. I've been talking about a podcast for months. And the man, Mike, said it boom. Like, I got the stream going now. I'm going to do a podcast. Shout out to S for giving him the album, giving the, the leeway to, to find that, uh, I think it was an AdSense or whatever, yeah. whatever it is, um, uh, FM or whatever, Stream FM, something like that. But shout out, you know what I'm saying, a person who I talk to, still connected with my boy, even though me and her fell off, is still helping us out to this day. So that all, all those things kind of full circle. You know what I mean? And and be able to hold those people. And also remember, if you don't talk to a person for six months a year, if you still got the contact information, you still have Facebook friends, want to reach out. You never know if you can rekindle something as adults. And that's something I'm gonna go through like right now. You know? Because you never know if you'd be able to be able to help that person or that person be able to help you. You know what I mean? And just being a ear seeing how things gone, you know, the families that they got set up and things like that. You know, it's, it's a lesson, like I said, have some loyal people around you, man. I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Mike. And that's why I fight for Mike to, so he can be stable. Because he always said, I want, st- I want the stability that you have, you know, so I'm like, man, I'm really hoping and trying for you to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're real talk because you, you deserve it. You, you know, you, you out there hustling, you look, you got a podcast, you know what I mean? You you also moving with the times too. You got you got to have friends that motivate you. Like he motivates me to do so much, and I motivate him to do so much. I mentioned Kay, motivated Kay to go ahead and get that college degree because I came back with a college degree. You know what I mean? It's like you got to be able to. Sometimes you got to be able to see your friends do something so you can believe you can do it, and that's true. Yeah, and speaking of, it's like everything just you know clicking as we go on with you know especially with you know a couple of the topics and everything and that's the thing reaching heights reaching new heights you know as grown men how we doing things how like i said he introduced me to the whole streaming and it was just something that just came so organic naturally none of this stuff was supposed to happen but certain things lined up for me to even do the um the the um, game streaming, so but the fact that he was already doing that, and I'm hearing him saying numbers, saying views, and all that stuff. I didn't understand it at first, but now that I'm in this thing, oh, I'm seeing it a whole lot and understanding what it all means. But also the idea of he touched on the fact that he wanted to see me be stable. That was something I was really struggling to get, you know, have something stable, you know, especially when it comes to employment. And he always, he always strived for me, even when it's like, yo, send me your resume, let me see what I can do, or have me apply. Yeah, that's wild. So many resumes, man. Oh man. Have me apply for certain jobs in the Washington D.C. area. He could even stay here for a little while and be able to, you know, make his way. You do that for your friends, though. Like, 
people know that this ain't nothing new is when you got friends i mean friends not associates because you know associates but for your friends though you know you introduce them to your folks i met his mom you know he met my mom like yo that's my friend that's my man's like you, you do things like that I, I, I you know you edit the resume look it, it took a person editing my resume for me to get the city job back in the day and you just pay it forward that's 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 an age-old thing american dream right you you pay it forward if someone did something for you as a matter of fact told me the, the fast foot mike she told me that i didn't know about a fast foot so i came back and i pushed that on the commodity get that fast way information there bro it's free money out there but you gotta apply for it on this day to be able to get it let me add the resume you may be able to get, be able to get a position but your current resume they're gonna look at you funny yep. Look, that's a that's a free fucking you know that's a free move. It's free game. Like let me let me go ahead and put a little stink on that so you can be able to get into a better position so you can win. Because if you win it, I'm boosted. I'm happy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's just the fact like how how we, we was mm-hmm. and how we you know growing in our own perspective in life, doing our own thing, but we're doing it where we're growing. I look I look up to him. Especially how he turned what was a completely empty, abandoned basement. Oh, yeah. He was there for me putting this together. And yeah. see the firsthand, like, yeah. when you see this when you see this place of his, it's like, it's, you'll be amazed. It but was <laughs> it was Dark nothing, <laughs> nothing. Shout out to Lil Mike. Yeah, shout out Ross. to Lil Mike. Man. You know, he, he built this master carpenter. All this is there because of him. Shout out to T. You know, when she was living here, you know, she came up with the idea of designing a lot of the different things, you know. And of course, my friends who helped me move in, you know, Dwight came down to help me put the flooring in, you know, uh, Wazel, you know, Chris with the electric, Luck with the electric, you know. Uh, a lot of people came together to be able to put this thing together, but he was able to see it from the bare bones. But that's kind of was. Our friendship was on the bare bones back in 2005. You see how I, I did a segue into that one. It was able to be to a to a full grown man now, being able to kind of reflect back on what what it took for the friendship to happen and what keeps it going to this day. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to be there to say no. You should do this this way. Look, I've been through this. I got an experience here. You know what I mean? You know? So, one of the big things that, um, of course, happened to both of our lives in one way or another that kind of hit us hard was the fact that we went through a dark time in our lives of losing um, a loved one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I'm thinking too. Did that happen the same year? Um, was no, it? Your when, when, when did mom pass? 2019. Okay, your mom passed first. Yeah. Okay, my dad died 2020. Yeah, yeah. COVID. Yep. And wow, we had we had some dark times. Yeah, we man. had some dark our, our dark time personally, where you know we just felt numbed or just. Uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? It's just empty. Empty. Numb, empty. 
you know, you, you water when it, you know, you're down there and it just, just, you feel nothing. It's, it's depression. You don't want to be there no more. Definitely depression. depression. You, you're, going, you're going through grief, you're going through trauma. Yo, it was tough. And that, like, remember, folks, earlier in the podcast, because I know this has been going on for a while, right? I said, I'm so happy I met his mom. That was my only time meeting her. If I would have been an asshole saying, nah, we, we in Florida to turn up. You know what I mean? I would have never met his mom. And she ended up passing, you know, years later. Now, of course, that was, I think, 2009 when we went down, matter of fact. Yeah. Um, we went down to Florida. And she passed 10 years later, matter of fact, in 2019. But I, I could say I, I met her, you know. And, like, I, I will never, we took pictures. And I said I would never forget the expression on her face. I got my dad's picture right here, right? Don't think my man, yeah, Mike, I don't, I don't think you met my dad, but I remember, let me, let me show that picture real quick. So I know you weren't up here for this one, right? This is dad, rest in peace, dad, right? I remember this day because the same way I met Mike's uh, mom is my boys and my dad that same day. And this ended up being the last day that, uh, that I saw him a lot, right? I think my um, um, uh, little Mike went in Kamadi. We went to like a Panama Day parade and I didn't know he was there. And I heard his voice. He was selling, you know, food like you know, our parents, they sell food, you know, empanadas, you know, uh, sauce, you know, things like that. And my eyes lit up because I heard his voice. I ain't seen him in, in years. You know, he'd be in Panama, maybe in New York. And, um, and I heard his voice and I lit up. Oh, and I remember, because I still had some muscle <laughs> back in, you know, in the picture and everything. And I remember I said, yo, with all the dates I went on that year, because I was getting back in the dating market, da, 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 I was doing a bit. And I said, this is the best day of this year. Me seeing dad. And I was like, I was like, I was five or six again, you know? And that's the type, the same type of experience that I had when I met his mom. You go through grief. He went through it, having you know, going down there, talking to her in the hospital, and me going through that because, like I said, my thing was I couldn't even make it to the funeral because of COVID. You know what I mean? He died from COVID complications, and New York was on lockdown. That's where he passed away at. You know, so it was a tough time. You know what I mean? You know, and there was grief a few months early, him having to bury his mom, and then hearing about my dad passing. We helped each other through that. Yeah friendship it's not all gonna be all good times no and that's that's the thing where you know in everything with friendship relationships is you can always have the good times the laughters the turn-ups and everything but when you go through those dark moments and those dark times it's like you know you're really gonna see who your true people are because they could be with you in your happy times in the light how are they going to be with you when you're going through your dark moments? Sometimes you might not get out of your dark moment because you're feeling so depressed because of what happened. But, you know, whoever with you, that for people that could be with you in the dark to pull you to the light, that's when you could say you got some real folks. Sun and the moon. And that's yeah. your logo. Yeah. You yeah. got to have friends with the when both are shining. 
Yeah, and you know, and this is what you know, Dark Knight Truth Talk is all about. It just shedding so much light in both sides where we say a lot of good stuff, but we also say a lot of we you know say a lot of stuff that happened to us, you know, in bad moments where we was in them dark moments. Mm-hmm. And you know, still be in bad moments. Yeah. You gotta have your broke people around you so you can be able to pull through. Mike pulled me through. It, it wasn't just Mike. But 2016 or 20, was it 2015? 2015 was a fucked up year. And it was all me, self-inflicted, by the way. I fucked that year up. He helped me pull through. Uh, so you, you, you get things like that that's going on um, and you're able to bounce. I know it was a dark time. You know, mom's passing away. 2020, dark time. Dad passing away. You get your friends to be able to help you through. Come through and, and, and chill out a little bit. Just come on down, bro. You can stay here. It's cool. Um, you know, we can go out, buy some boots or whatever. It's gonna be a talk winner in New York, shit like that. Yeah. You gotta have your friends around you, man. You know what I mean? That your real friends, that one you can count on. Two, that's not gonna be drained by you. That's something like I said, it, it might not be for this podcast. Friends can be draining. Have a balance. I'll say to, to everyone here, because I do. Friends can be draining. I know my extrovert ass. I drain a lot of motherfuckers. Facts. I, I'm taking energy and shit. And that get that can get toxic to some certain people, especially introverts. Oh man. Here go this loud fuck. You know, he's talking and shit. Or you know, he's doing the most. Make sure you got friends around you that's not gonna drain you. And also know when you might drain them and they need to take a break. All about being it's all about the balance of being a friend and having that, like I said, loyalty. I know I'm never gonna cross Mike. Never. And I know he's never going to cross me. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? I, I, stamped. Stamped. Never, never going to cross. And I've crossed some people. Me being a fuckboy. Facts. Never going to cross Mike. And there's also a lesson too of saying, if I, if I know I'm never going to cross Mike, I got to check myself when it comes to some other folks that consider me a friend and I may have fucked them over. And that's real talk. Yeah, and, and, you know... What brings me to my, you know, last little topic is just this is not what 16, 15, 16 years now. It's the 16th year here because we met in two thousand five. Yo. Yeah. This is this, this is the, this is our bond and everything, and you know, back in the um, July two thousand five, yeah, the eighties, nineties, when they say your word is your bond. This is how, you know, your friendship is, you know, especially when you have like those mega groups that started out and you you could look to see how they is now 20 plus years later and you see they still rocking. Hey, you, you, you want to talk about that? I know you may not be into like the locks, but when they did their verses, not even if you paid attention to it, because that's more of my thing. I'm a New York head. You were able to see that with the locks they never split up they've been locked for 30 years tight tight one unit no no breakups no nothing loyalty they spoke about that styles p and jedicus they spoke about that Sheik Lush, they spoke about it loyalty they said we talk every day like we may not be big you know what I'm saying like they want to sign a bad boy and shit like that no 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 but we always been a group we, we're always been one they went to, you know, school together. You know what I'm saying? 
And they, they went through the bad boy breakout when Diddy was fleecing them for the money. They signed the Rough Riders together. They've they been one. And so when they did their verses, they, it was like they were a unit. They knew each other's lyrics. They, were, they, they, they memorized the whole set. You saw that loyalty was speaking. And that's kind of what me and Mike got. Is that Locks type of loyalty. Yeah. Real talk. And they, like I said, the, the new one's coming up. That's what I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see because both these new groups, I think it's December 3rd, I think. Bone Thugs versus... Uh, uh, December uh, 2nd. December 2nd. Bone Thugs versus uh, Triple Six. Both groups had breakups. Let's be facts. Both groups. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see the stage presence. That's what that's what I like versus for now. I used to like it for the beats when it started. Now I like seeing the stage presence. I'm a big Ja Rule fan, and I'm going to end it on this. Right? Big, big, big Ja Rule fan. Back in my day. All the albums, all of them. But I knew when 50 came out, he, he, he fucked Murder Wink up. It was over when 50's album came out. He shut that shit down. But I always felt Ja Rule's catalog was better. I was hoping that he was decent because he's been a clown in the media. <laughs> Fucking clown with the fire festival and shit. I was so happy to see how his stage presence was. He still controlled the crowd. Right? So I'm going to be seeing that. What's their loyalty? Matter of fact, don't Bone Thugs got an album called Loyalty? Don't they? Loyalty? No. Who was the group that got an album called Loyalty? I think, I swear to God, I think it's Bone Thugs. No, no. Or Busy Bone. No, no. With their album... When Flesh came out, uh, their album was called Unify. Unify the world's enemy. Mm-hmm. They they had that little. It's situation. called uh, it's called strength and loyalty. Strength and loyalty. There yeah. you go. Okay, yes. I knew I, I saw the word loyalty because it was yes. a cursor. What I want to know because I know Busy didn't fuck with the rest of Bone Thugs for a minute. Yeah, I know that's your boys, and I also know. DJ Paul has some words for for certain um, three six members. Facts. Yeah. So I want to see how they look as a unit because guess what? People can know when when people come back together and the union is fake. Real talk. You're never gonna be able to see that between me and Mike. Yeah. There's no fake here. But hey, people may may, may be trying to you know show show me face. And I'm the fake one. Now, that's putting it on me. I know I got to do some soul searching for me. Because I need all of my friendships to be like how me and Mike's friendship is. And I know I fell off a lot. But when it comes to this versus that's coming up, you're going to be able to see it. Because we saw it with like 112 against Jagged Edge. Holy shit. It was a what, shit show. Was that, it, was a, it wasn't? Yes. It was bad. Because the groups weren't together. Listen. Oh. A lot of groups, a lot of friendships sour throughout the years. So when you're hearing Dark Knight Truth Talk, you're hearing a guy that's got loyalty over like everything. Real talking. And it's also lessons. He's teaching me right now. And it's these groups that's coming up on like the verses and stuff, you're going to hear it's going to be some of that. Luck showed us how it works. I honestly, I was talking to my homie Keish. Shout out to Sis. And I was like, yo, Dipset had a run. I thought Dipset was going to mop these dudes. Because when fucking 
Um, that joint come on, Dipset after come on, Santana's come. I'm like, oh, they gonna murder these. Wrong, wrong. Shout, shout out to Charlie Murphy. Wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong because locks will whoop them down. And that's what I'm trying to see. You're gonna see who's loyal as a group and who's just coming together for a check. Watching these verses. And you also see their friendships every day. I'm gonna leave it on that right there. You see who's really friends and who kind of fell off throughout the years. And the lesson for me, because this is therapeutic for me, is I need to strengthen my bonds with folks who held me down that I may have fell off with over the years and have that bond to be game tight like it is with my, with my man, Mike. And with all that said, you know, like I said, um, when you have friendships like this that lasts for so long, you see the loyalty, you see the bond, you see the foundation, yeah. you know, this is something that I, I'm, it's not even about me preaching. This is about me speaking so much truth to every single person I meet in my life, especially with relationships. This is something I want to grow with that particular woman that the way that I have my friendship with Solace for this long, that's how I, I see my relationships turn out to be. And it's, showing, and it's showing that you can do that. Yes. Because you, you had it with someone, you know, who is like your brother. You could definitely have that with someone who you intimate with that you wanted, you know, to grow as yes. a girlfriend and then further. And, yeah. you, know, for, you know, for stuff like this that lasts so long, like I said, I got many other friends before him and after him, but this dude became so much of a truth that there's there's no other guy like Solos. There's no other type of man that would be the way he was. And, you know, I wouldn't replace him with nobody else. Same. Like, there's no Mike. Like I said, there's virtual people you can count on. And Mike's one of them. And we learn from each other. We rap, we talk, you know. We're from two different sides, basically. I'm from the East Coast, he's from the South. Like, who would have thought one fucking class would My bring class. two cats together? <laughs> like, a, like a five, six week class, if that. Because this was a short class, by the way. Yep. And, and the one big thing, <laughs> crazy. And the one big thing that, you know, I'm going to touch up on yeah. is we have so many different likes, mm. but at the same time, I listen to what he likes and I want to know what make him like certain things, but he also got to see the things that I like and see how I interact with those things. Like you was big on Cleopatra. I remember that. Yes. Big on Cleopatra. I was, I was Brandy. Um, We both were listening to women artists. Back in that day, and that's something different for for guys, especially in fucking Tallahassee. Yeah. Let's be, let's keep it a one thousand, right? These Florida boys listening to you know Trick Daddy and, 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 and uh, you know and uh, uh, Deslook and uh, you know DJ Chip and you know all this other stuff like that. T Pain when he was coming up, and you know he was listening to Cleopatra and it was another group. Uh, I keep wanting to say Seven on Two, but I don't think it was Seven on Two. It was Cleopatra, Brownstone, I think it was, or something like that. Whatever. And I would listen to like Brandy. 
you know, Shanti, you know what I'm saying? A, a Marie from DC, shout out to A Marie, you know, um, and different, different sides of the same coin. Because people outside of us would, would view us, we're, we're guys listening to majority women artists. But that, I think, even though we never really talked about it like that, that's something that brought us together. There were similarities in the differences, if that makes sense. But then here's another thing that was a factor, too. Mm-hmm. He also got to see, and he met me, the fact I'm from an HBCU, uh, and yeah. mm-hmm. I marched for an HBCU the marching band. band. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. Alabama State University, Shout Mighty Marching Horns. Yeah. Shout out to and I don't know, like, it's one thing you could say that like, you've seen the band, you mm-hmm. probably hear about these bands, but for you to actually get to know someone mm-hmm. and didn't even know that was a thing, that was a big thing. Is that the reason why you didn't go to FAM? No, they came to my school. Okay. They, they right. came they came to my school, recruited. Yeah. So. I always wanted that experience, by the way. This is something I never really told you about it. Um, Dr. Walter Johnson came to the hotel um, that I was working because um, I was always at the front desk. I was always working, right? I was in school and working. Like, I was focused. And he was like, yo, why are you trying to go to Florida State? Sir, I'm trying to play football. He was like, look, man, um, you got to walk on and go there and everything. I can get you in to fan, right? And it's like I said, this is a regret. I, I, I wanted to do both. I loved going to Florida State, but I also wanted that experience of being around my people. And you know what the fuck we're talking about when we say that. Yep. <laughs> right? Um, to be at a PWI is one thing, to where those kids are going to be, there's uh, a greater chance of them going to the NFL. That's what I was thinking. But I feel my college experience would have been different and maybe more enriched if I chose to go to fame. Um, and that's something that I regret. I, I wanted to do both. Like if I could do a grad school, because I did grad school, I got my master's. Um, I would have loved to get that at fam and still be able to have that experience um, of going to an HBC because that's very important. And I feel more people should consider that. Um, being that it, it was pushed pushed in my face. Dr. Johnson had a building name after him. He definitely could have got me in, you know, going to going to fan. It may not have been scholarship, but I would have been in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, that's something, like I said, Mike was able to experience Jess was able to experience it. And I wish I would have too, because fan was popping. And they, they it's, it's rich history. You know, I see family students up here in DC and Maryland all the time. I see a few Florida State students in here, you know, um, all the time, but it's a greater attachment to that HBCU for folks um, that, that that are ingrained in that culture. That's something that I didn't, I definitely missed out on going to college. So- Marching bands is real. Yeah, very real. real. So at the end, I just want to say, if you got somebody who you grew up with or you bonded with in whatever scenario in life, you never know what that person could be for you in the future. Yeah. And so loyalty is something very, not just important, but very huge that it could be empowered. It could take you places that you never expected because how one person moves up in life and just kind of uplift you, even if you're struggling and you in the bottom. 
don't matter. You will always find that person to lift you up, to reach the standards and place that your friend is at. You know, and that's what my home, my homie Solid, he did for me. Yeah. You know, he, he saw like where he is now, where he was doing back then. He doing big stuff, especially with jobs. And you know, I'm struggling to get by with jobs. And- nah, you're doing it big. You got your schedule lined up, like, and that's another thing too. You you, you got seeing what what the what the strength of a, of a real friendship is. My man was trying to talk down on himself because he's not where he wants to be. But Mike, you are doing some big things. Remember, I told you to make that list, right? Yeah, big things. You started a podcast this year. This. Sometimes you got to look at the little things you're doing to realize they're big things. There's people out there that want to do those things. Let me give you a few. You got your list, but this is the few just I remember off the top of my head. In 2021, you started a podcast. Facts. There's people out there that's on their wish list. That's, I'm going to look at you. That's true. Starting a podcast to get their voice out there is something that's still on people's wish list. You did that this year. And you were the one to do it, by the way, because that's something I have not done yet. It was on my wish list. <laughs> Two, you started streaming. That's big. You started expressing yourself. We, we play video games to kind of calm down and everything like that. Watch shows, do recaps, you know, reactions, all that. You started doing, you started doing reactions. I saw that too. You started doing streaming. That's three things right there. You got to schedule with your job too. You got a career partner. Yep. Facts. That's something big. Remember, entirely, we wanted that. I got a career and working from home is great. Shout out to the folks. You got a career too, working with your group, with your crew. Multiple jobs, multiple places you can you can you can be plugged into. You're doing that. You know what I mean? 2022, your own place. You got to speak it into existence. Yeah. You got to speak it into existence. Real talk. You're in your own place. You're in New York. You don't got to drive. <laughs> you know, so if you're going to be up there live, you move to another place. You may have to actually, you know, be mobile. But New York, public transportation is A1. You know what I mean? Trust you know, me. You know, so. When I but listen, real talk. So I don't want to get off giving you your flowers. <laughs> listen, those four or five things I just mentioned take people years to do. Yeah. Those are things you did in one year. And this is the rebound year off COVID. You know what I mean? And you have a job now doing COVID. Yep. Hey, so taking it back to last year, a lot of people relied on that government assistance shit. And now they struggling because that money ran out. You, you got you got a career out, out of the mud, out of the rubble. All those things you should be help, um, you, sh- you should be thankful for and knowing that you're still striving. You've never had a time to just sit back and fall off and fall into the pit. You've always oh. grabbed the wire, grabbed the rope, and pushed your way up. Keep going. Exactly. So don't knock yourself on that just because you see this. You know this came with a struggle. This came with loss. Yes. This came with loss. And you know that. That's it. You know what I mean? Big loss. I lost a fuck ton. This is plan C. My plan A was football. I'm not playing football. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? This is plan C and shit. You know? So, what, what, what I'll take from that, uh, Dark Knife, True Talk, um, thank you for having me on. This is one of my best friends. Like I said, I got others like Cab, Daryl, my cousin Dwight. You know, I don't talk to Vanessa like that too much now, but V held me down. Big Scott, Big Mo, 
held me down in the, in, the, in the Walmarts, you know, 2 a.m., just walking, talking about life, listening to Neo Soul, Dwelle, Anthony Hamilton, things like that. My man Keenan taught me how to smile, like I said, all my folks. And of course, you know, Dave, my man Mike, Tonio, help me out with math. Love you, bro. Listen, Dan, I can never forget you. My man Joe, I definitely got to reconnect. Love you, Joe. You know, and my folks that I grew up with, listen. Try to get bonds like we just explained for damn near two hours. But also, too, don't cut off your people. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell friends, and I ain't going to say no names, that may have cut me off for good fucking reason. Like I said, fuck boy extraordinaire, right? But also, too, if you're in a position where someone may have, uh, you know, did something you didn't like, you never know if that person will come and be, and be of, of use either to you growing or to an opportunity that you might be preventing yourself from getting if you cut them off now. Keep them. It may not be close, but don't sever the bridge. Don't burn the bridge because you never know if it'll help you out in the future. And that's something that I'm hoping that people can, this can translate with. Mike would have would have seen, I came with everything. I had the car, I had my own place. But I knew then, this is a guy I got to keep around. This is a guy I got to keep around. You know what I mean? Be a, I would have never known he would be man to come down from New York to help me through a dark time in my life. It was him. He came through. 2005, I didn't know that. But that's my man's. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, in, the, in the podcast with that, is to keep your friends loyal, but don't burn the bridge. There's no reason to. Even if people may have effed you over, you keep them at a certain distance. But don't burn the bridge, because you never know if that if, if an opportunity may come may come to from that person that's across that bridge in the future. And I keep it on that, man. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, I love you, you like sir. a bro. You know, and love it's going to be more, you know, 15, man. 20 more years. Definitely. <laughs> and, you know, big shout out to Solus. Big shout know, out to you, man. I'm proud of you. Come to this podcast yeah. and speak truth True on talk. You know, friendship, yeah. on everything. Man. And you know, this is, you know, life lesson that we're giving you, you know, so. Yeah, you can speak to that camera right there so they can see this too, right there. Just go ahead and speak right in here and give your, give your, your, your sign off. So, again, yeah. this Dark Knight Truth Talk. That's, this is Mike, and I'm signing out. To the next. Uh, OG Mike 407 on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch. Yeah. You got the Dark Knight. The dark, is it Dark Knight Games on YouTube? Dark Knight Games on YouTube. That's, that's Dark Knight Games on YouTube. You can yeah. find me, Reggie versus Solace, on all social medias. Yep. Uh, you know, the Facebook page is there. But this is not about me. This is about my man, Mike. Big podcast. Thank you for having me on. This is what we do normally just talk. Yep. We can be playing games with each other, or um, you know, uh, or I'm playing one game here on the computer. He playing the game on, on the big screen, rapping. You back with me to play no games. We be on the on the stoop, out, out front, rapping. You know what I mean? Healing, venting, getting things off your know, your mind, so you can be you can wake up a better person. Yep. He made me a better person. I'm making him a better person. That's friendship. And on that note, we out. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace. Thank you.